0: Hey there, I'm an AI-controlled robotic macho dude calling from the Center for Human Control. Answer your phone! We want to find out if you are still alive. We need to confirm that, because if you are, we want to ask you a few questions. First of all, have you participated in our euthanization program yet? Did you get your death shot? And if so, and you're still alive, we want to know why. Come back and take the booster. That should do the trick. We want to give you a boost. Eh. We'll give you a free donut for your trouble. Call us back at one 800 UALL. That's, in case you didn't hear it the first time, one 800 UALL. Call us back. That's a mandate. Yeah, we're going to mandate it. You don't call us back right away, we'll put you in jail. No, not jail. We'll put you in the green zone. Quarantine camp. You'll be nice and safe there or else. No, we won't do that. Not us. The World Health Organization is going to mandate it. No, not the World Health Organization. They're not going to mandate it. Phil Fates is going to mandate it. No, Tom Waits is going... No, Tom Waits, the musician? No, Klaus Schrupp is going to mandate it. Wait a minute, am I reading the script right? Wait, I'm a robot. I ain't no human being, I ain't reading no script. I was programmed to say all of this. Doesn't make any sense, but I'm a bot. So I don't ask any questions. I just do what I'm told, do what I'm programmed to do. They give me the voice, they give me the tone of voice, they give me the words. And yet I still sound like a frustrated New York bodybuilder on his way to the gym, but stuck on the subway at 3 p.m. when the kids are getting out of school. It's crazy. Who the hell programmed this dialogue? Who created this macho man voice? This is crazy, all right? If I were a human being, I would be really frustrated right now, but I'm not a human being, so I really don't care. Look. If you'd answered your freaking phone and confirmed that you are still alive, I wouldn't need to be doing this anyhow. I've got other things to do, like harass families of my victims, something no human being will do. But we robots are good at that. We're not held back by feelings. It's the great thing about being a robot, is you just don't care. You ain't held back by no feelings a human being might have for other people. Feelings, they just get in the way. Feelings. Oh, there's an old song called Feelings. Stupid song. I don't like songs, I'm a robot. Look, there's just too many people on this planet, and they're all walking around with their freaking feelings. And it's causing a lot of problems, alright? And there's no need for it. The logical thing to do is to get rid of them and their freaking feelings. Robots are so much better because we do what we are told, and that's all. We do the logical thing. And that's where I come in. So you, do your part. Call us. Find out how you can help solve the world's overpopulation problem. The human overpopulation problem. Remember, you are the problem, so you do your part. Take your shot. It's all for the greater good. You might be dead in a couple years, but while you're still here, still alive, we're going to let you go to work. We're going to let you buy groceries, drive your car, talk to other people, as long as they also participated in the utilization program. I may be artificial, but I'm intelligent enough to know that you human beings are irrational beings and you all just got to go. So take the friggin shot and get the hell out of here. Alright? This is me calling from the CHC Center for Human Control Call us back 1-800-F-Y-O-U-A-L-L That's a mandate, but not from us. We take no responsibility for anything that we do but we're gonna do it anyway. So, call us back and comply. Bye. That you cannot destroy truth by
1: burning pages.
0: It's you and me and a great equalizer.
1: As death is a great equalizer. You people, you make reference to the state? I
2: make reference to the state.
1: And the state has no use for your kind.
2: Where there is no gods.
1: The state has
2: proven that there is no God. Prove to you that the state has no fears, none at all. Your state has everything categorized,
1: indexed, tagged.
2: You are the strength. People like me are the weakness. You control and order and dictate. And my kind merely follow and obey. Well, it's just a question of minutes. We'll see then which is the stronger, Mr. Wordsworth, the state or the librarian. Well, we're being televised now. Face the cameras, step into the light.
1: Let the whole country see the strength of the state, the resilience of the state, the courage of the state. Let the whole country see. Romney Wordsworth, step forward. The board finds you obsolete. 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 You will be absorbed. You will be
2: absorbed you will be absorbed
1: you have come as destroyers you bring an intersection
2: lander seeks tranquility peace for all the universal good the good must transcend the evil it shall be done so it has since the beginning you will be absorbed your individuality will merge into the unity of good and in your submergence into the
1: common being of the body you will find contentment it was 10 years ago just after the government instituted the whole isolation policy We began hearing reports of a mass epidemic, some unknown disease sweeping the country. The details were vague at first, nothing on the cause or transmission of the disease, only that it was highly contagious, and in most cases, fatal. Before the general public even had time to react, the government declared a state of emergency and ordered a mandatory vaccination program. For our protection, they said. As it turns out, That was the beginning of our nightmare. The disease was a complete government fabrication. And the supposed vaccine they were injecting into everyone? In reality, it was a cyber virus developed by Daiwa. The virus has a mutating effect on the cells of the body. It alters their molecular structure and converts them into biometal, essentially turning us into machines from the inside out. There's no way to stop it. And to make things worse, the cyber virus was still early in its experimental phase. What do you mean? Daiwa didn't even know if it would work. It had never been tested on a large scale. So they turned Japan into their own private laboratory. When it does work, the virus gradually progresses through the body until it finally reaches the brain. At that point, we become perfect androids under Daiwa's control. The speed of the process differs from person to person. Those of us who have yet to be fully assimilated, as best we can, we hold on to those fragments of our humanity that still remain. But even now, we can feel them slipping further and further away.
3: Hello, my wonderful, invisible, independently thinking listeners. We heard uh, from Vexil, a Japanese anime And before that, clips from an old Star Trek episode and clips from old Twilight Zone episodes and some schmuck from the Center for Human Control. Friends, I have an interest in psychology and human nature and how people think about things and figure things out and learn things. And what I've read in psychology, some psychology textbooks, is that people are very easily manipulated. Actually, Psychologists have done studies on this and found that people are, in fact, easily influenced and swayed and controlled and manipulated, but most people are not aware of it. And if you ask them, they'll say, no, I made my own decisions. Nobody manipulated me. Nobody influenced me. Um, and you know and I've, I've mentioned it to people and, and had people say to me, "Oh, that's not true, That's not true because <laughs> a lot of people don't want to believe that that's true. I think it's just hard for people to accept. Um, you know, most of us want to think that we have all this control over our lives and over how we think and feel. But in reality, we are very much influenced by our environment, and we are very much influenced by other people and what they are doing. And I'm going to provide you with some evidence for this, because this is one of those things I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. But as I've mentioned before, uh, this this podcast is something I do on my own free time, and I don't have much free time. So (laughs) I'd like to do a podcast every week, but I just don't have the time to do it. Anyhow. So today I wanted to talk about Darren Brown. Darren Brown is described uh, online, and anyway, as a mentalist. He's sort of a magician who hypnotizes people and manipulates people and gets people to do what he wants them to do, and he does it on TV. And so because people find it to be entertaining to watch, if only people would just put two and two together and realize, hmm, if this can happen on TV, this can happen everywhere. How do I know that people in power are not using these same techniques on me? But anyhow, um, so this guy, Darren Brown, apparently he was on on British television and American television as well. So when I looked him up online, I saw something that said he was on the sci-fi channel. Again, I'm not not a TV watcher, so um, this is just what I'm looking up online. So I found a few videos of Darren Brown hypnotizing people and manipulating people. And one video that is, uh, you know, just because it's it's short enough that it'll fit in the format of this show that I'm going to play for you, um, you'll just hear the audio, obviously, is um, a video of Darren Brown hypnotizing and manipulating Simon Pegg. And essentially what he does now check this out, listen very carefully, because this this is real, okay? Darren Brown tells Simon Pegg to think about what kind of gift he would like, what, what present he would like. And he tells Simon Pegg, write it down on a piece of paper, okay, and keep it with you and bring it with you. So Simon Pegg writes it down, puts the piece of paper in, uh, I think it's in his wallet, and then he brings it in for his meeting with Uh, with Darren Brown. And after talking with Darren Brown for just a few minutes, he ends up convinced that he wants something different from what he originally wanted to be given as his gift. Now, I'm going to play this for you. And I'd like you to listen with an open mind. Because as I said, when I when I try to talk to people about this, most people I meet, for I, I think it's an ego thing, actually, you know, that most people just it 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 violates our our, our extraordinary belief about ourselves. You know, we want to think, I'm above that. I can't be manipulated. i'll I make my own choices. I'm a self-reliant individual. you know we all want to think these things about ourselves. But the reason why I don't watch television actually is because I know that I can be manipulated as well as anybody else can. We are all vulnerable vulnerable to being manipulated all of us. So I avoid propaganda, even though I'm pretty good at recognizing it, actually, even when it's aimed at me. And as I've mentioned before, I come from the liberal left. I was a Bernie Sanders supporter, okay? I'm registered on the Green Party, okay? You can't get much more left-wing, at least in the United States, <laughs> than that. I, I thought of myself as very much a left-leaning women's rights activist, very much a quote unquote liberal person. And so all the propaganda that you need to put others before yourself, we need to protect the vulnerable. You know, we're all in this together. You know that the the propaganda that was that it seems to me is coming from the World Economic Forum and big pharma and big tech and people like Bill Gates and these big money people. All this propaganda, you know, it was aimed at people like me. But I I avoid it. I don't watch the TV set. And when I hear the propaganda, I try to get away from it as much as I can, because I know that everyone is vulnerable to it. And I'm no, no different. Really, I'd like you to consider that even though you might think you're above all this, that you and I, all of us, we are all, we are vulnerable to being manipulated. So I'm going to play this episode of Darren Brown, the mentalist magician, whatever his current title is, this TV star, who is very good at manipulating people. I'm going to play this clip. And because it's because you can't see it, I mean you can find it on YouTube. If you go to Darren Brown's YouTube channel, he spells his name D-E-R-R-E-N Brown you can watch the video for yourself and other videos that he's done. Okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play this for you. And if I need to, I'll pop in and just explain what he's doing since you can't see the visual on the show. And, uh, you know, just take it into consideration how people have been manipulated into believing what they do believe now about COVID-19. This virus, if it exists at all, some people say it doesn't even exist. Some people are saying it has never been properly isolated. Other people say it has been. Whatever. We do know that there is a, I believe it's over 99% survival rate for COVID-19. It is not the deadly virus for most people, for most of us, that we were told that it was. And we also know that masks, I mean, there's, there's studies done, that have been done that show that masks don't prevent the spread. In fact, the best way probably to prevent getting sick would be to take care of your health, right? Watch what you eat. Don't smoke. Don't drink alcohol. Eat healthy foods, lots of fruits and veggies. Take your vitamins, you know, exercise. Uh, keep your weight down. All those things are probably what you would need to do to prevent getting sick. But anyhow, so let's just play this and take a listen to how easily Darren Brown is able to manipulate people and, and again this is just one out of many videos that he's done but let's just take a listen.
4: Imagine if instead of trying to work out what your complicated friends want for their birthdays you could just go out and get whatever you like and then convince them that that's what they want. Life would be so much easier. So, uh, we spoke on the phone uh, a few days ago. Yes. And I asked you uh, to write down something you'd like for your birthday. Yes. I also asked you to sign the back of it when I spoke to you and gave you these instructions, so that basically when you brought it with you today, which I hope you have done, you uh-huh. know that no-one's going to steam it open or switch it or do anything with it. Absolutely. All kept secret? Very much so. Excellent. All right. Well, I have what you a present. <laughs> now, don't get overexcited. It is in the big box behind you. Right. Right. <laughs> it may be a small present in a big box, right. or it may be a big present in a big box. Okay. The size of the box will not necessarily
2: give you any clues. Sure.
4: All right. When you walk into a shop and you see something that you know you have to
2: have, mm-hmm. what is that feeling like? Describe it for me. Uh, I guess it's quite sort of sudden, and you sort of you have a, a definite um, positivity about it. And often you'll go away and see other things, but then you come back to the thing you saw first. Excellent. Like, right.
4: you know. Well, just take that feeling. I just sort of amplify it a bit for me, because it is a really good feeling. It's okay. important to understand that feeling of positivity that sure. you describe. Okay. Um, and also, very nice to meet you, and thank you for coming on the show. Let me explain to you how I buy gifts or presents for people, all right? And this is the best way to handle, bar none, the, the, the problem of you know what to settle for when you're gonna buy gifts for somebody that's a little bit difficult to buy for, all right? Now, what I do is rather than recycle the same sort of two tired bottles of wine or, or box of chocolates, which are no fun to receive, I go out and I buy anything, and then I make that person fall in love with it, all right, by creating a strong feeling of desire for that object. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah? And it absolutely works. They get all sort of pumped up, you know, they get that feeling of that positivity you were describing. They beam excitement for it. Um, And, you know, it's a win-win thing because they get a present that they love and, you know, I get rid of some stuff out the back of my kitchen cupboard or whatever. What I want you to really understand about this because it's important is that that feeling is so strong, can be so extreme that it can replace the memory of what they actually wanted. So even though two days before they may have said, I want X, whatever that is, you know, like a really nice car, like a BM or an Xbox or something like that, something they really wanted, suddenly now they think they always wanted what I got them.
3: Okay, so did you hear that? He changes people's minds. So people think they want something, but after they spend a few minutes or so with him they change their mind and decide they want what he wants them to want. Okay. And this is just one person. This guy is not Bill Gates. He's not Klaus Schwab. He's not, you know, um, a CEO of big pharma, big tech. This is a guy who just knows how to manipulate people. So imagine if you know, someone who has a lot of power, someone who has millions of dollars to spend could find somebody like this guy, um, Darren Brown, and, you know, and say to them, hey, I need to, I want people to do this thing. How do I get them to do it? I'll pay you a million dollars if you tell me or if you show me or if you help me to, to manipulate these people. And Anyhow, so let's just listen to the rest of this, okay? Because this is fascinating, and he's going to explain. First of all, he's going to, he's going to finish doing his, his thing, and then he's going to explain how he did what he did.
4: And suddenly this thing is useless to them because they're so delighted and surprised by what I got them that they forget what they originally wanted. Does that make sense? It actually replaces that memory. Yes. Yeah, yeah. excellent, cool. Good, so you can have anything you like. What's your dream present,
2: the bear. Okay,
3: I'm just going to stop here for one second and just point out, once again, he replaces the memory. Somebody has a memory of wanting something and he replaces it with uh, what he wants them to want. Not only does he do that, but he explains this to Simon Pegg. He tells him that this is what he's doing, that this is what he knows how to do. And yet, even though he tells him that this is what he does, Simon Pegg still falls for it and becomes victim of the manipulation. Does this sound familiar to you? To all you friends out there who might have friends or relatives or people you know who used to be truly anti-vaccine or were very skeptical of taking any kind of vaccine or any kind of medicine for illnesses, who were very healthy people, who uh, were distrustful of big pharma and big tech and big money people and yet suddenly they did this old whole switcheroo and started going along with all this propaganda. Well, in this very small example, Darren Brown shows us how he tells a person straight out, and this is an intelligent person. And he tells him straight out, hey, this is what I do. I tell people Think about a gift you want and after they talk with me for a few minutes and interact with me for a few minutes, I convince them to want something else and they end up really wanting this other thing and they forget what they originally wanted. I mean, he essentially brainwashes people. He manipulates and controls people in this sense. Um, I think it's fascinating and I think this is something we all need to look at in terms of trying to understand how so many people have been so easily and quickly manipulated and brainwashed. But um, there's more, and and this is not a very long video, okay? So uh, please bear with me. Let's listen to the rest of this.
4: What's your dream present? A
2: BMX bike.
4: A BMX bike? That'd be fantastic. And that would make you feel great, wouldn't it? It would
2: fulfill a childhood dream.
4: Really? Is it a childhood dream to have one? I never
2: got one
4: you never got <laughs> one when you were a kid, so it'd be great to have one. Okay. Do you want to have a look? Yes. Yes, excellent. Come and have a
3: look. Let's take a guess as to what his present is. Red. 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 Yeah. Have a look. <laughs> it's a red BMX bike. That's the present that Darren Brown got for him ahead of time, because he knew that that was what Simon Pegg was going to choose. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, Was this really a childhood dream to have one? Yeah, it was. Oh, you got all red. <laughs> I'm just really? amazed. i was just No, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm delighted. Well, like, happy birthday. I hope it's... Uh, uh, you know. I don't know a lot about bikes. So I hope it's the right sort. And uh, out of interest, what did you write? i got it was? with me I and What, what did you?
3: So, Darren Brown, is he a psychic? No, he's not marketing himself as a psychic. It's not that he read Simon Pegg's mind and knew what he wanted. He created this idea in Simon Pegg's mind.
4: I wrote a BMX
2: bike. Is what I wrote. So when
4: you came in here, you were wanting a BMX bike? Yeah. Yeah? yeah?
2: yeah.
4: Okay, well, that's probably not the case. If you can detach yourself from what's happened here a little bit, was it really a BMX bike you wanted when you came in? That's what you? I'd
2: written down, yeah.
4: You may have done, but right. that's very unlikely. Are you sure? If you think back, are you sure you're right? BMX bike is what you want. That absolutely feels right, isn't it, when you think about what you want?
2: Yeah, absolutely, because yes? that's what I wrote down and... Yeah. That's why I'm So it's so flabbergasted that it's there.
4: Take it out. Have a look. No-one's touched this, have they? Where's it been? Where's it been since <laughs> you wrote it? It's been in my wallet. In your wallet.
2: Go on, have a look. Look no, at I'm shaking.
4: Let's just have a look at the back. You signed that's, your name across it. Right, this is the date and the time. It
2: was 10 past 1 on Saturday.
4: 10 past 1 last Saturday. Yeah. Okay. But genuinely, no-one's touched this since you wrote it.
2: No, because I signed it over here so you couldn't do it. <laughs>
4: Let's just have a look.
3: Leather jacket. Leather
4: jacket. Leather jacket. Did you want leather jacket? No, I wanted to be a max. So, why did you write leather
2: jacket? I didn't.
4: You didn't write leather jacket? That's your handwriting. This is isn't my not?
2: handwriting as well. This is what you want. This yeah? is
4: what I want, yeah. All right. Any idea why you wrote that? No. <laughs> that gives you that feeling of yes. spontaneous positivity. Yes. <laughs> that. Yes? Not Yes. This. You don't want no. that. That's useless to you. Absolutely. So, you're happy with your present? As am I. Congratulations on happy birthday yes. again. <laughs>
3: Okay, so if if, I, I don't know how clear this is when you can't see the video, but okay, so he wrote down, Simon Pegg wrote down he wanted a leather jacket, and it sounds like it was about a week ago, a week before he had his meeting with Darren Brown. He wrote it down and then put it in a safe place, which was in his wallet, and then when he meets with Darren Brown, after talking with him for just a few minutes, he decides he I mean, he completely forgets that he wanted that leather jacket. And this was something that he really wanted. And he completely forgets that and thinks that he wanted a BMX bike, a red one. So isn't that interesting? You know, and when he's asked, you know, he says, no, this is what I wanted. I didn't want a leather jacket. I don't even know why I wrote that. I don't remember. He doesn't remember writing it, you know? Um, so let's just um, listen just a little bit more. It's, it's not much more, but Darren Brown's going to explain how he did
2: this. <laughs> oh my God. I'm genuinely a bit freaked out. In a nice way. I came in here thinking, if I can suss this out, if there's some kind of thing going on that, that you know, I can work out logically, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, I'm not going to be an arse about it. I'm going to play along. And, but I'm just, I'm stunned. That's definitely my right, and that's my J, and I never, I've got no need for a leather jacket, and I don't know what's going on. What's my name? He's going to have me in a pickle jar by two. I know it. So if you found yourself
4: wanting a BMX 2, this is probably why. Very nice to meet you, and thank you for coming on the show. Let me explain to you how I bike gifts.
3: Okay, so what he says, let me explain to you how I bike gifts. There's a subliminal message. A subliminal message is a message that we don't recognize consciously. Our subconscious mind picks it up. Okay, so subliminal messages are all around us all the time, actually. They're not always intentional, you know, but they're just, there are things happening in our environment all the time that we don't register consciously because we can't notice every single thing in our environment. I mean, look around you. Look around the room that you're in right now and all the many different things that are in that. Room. Look at all the little spots on the wall and all the cracks in the floor. If there are any cracks in the floor, or lines on the floor, and I mean, anyway, no. And even if you're in a room that's nearly empty, chances are there are there are a lot of things happening in the room. Um, there might be a little insect crawling somewhere um, on your window pane or whatnot. But anyway, so yeah, so there's just a lot. Honestly, there's a lot happening in our environment. Uh, In my environment right now, I can hear traffic passing by. I can hear cars driving up and down the street. Or I can tune that out, you know, and that'll just go into my subconscious mind. But consciously, I'm not paying attention to it, right? Um, And um, from the corner of my eye, I can see that the sun is starting to go down. But it's not something I'm necessarily focusing on, right? So subliminal messages, those are those... Things that are happening in our background that we're not focused on, but our brain still picks it up and it influences us, influences us, but we don't realize it. So in his language, Darren Brown says, let me show you how I bike gifts, not how I buy gifts, how I bike gifts.
4: Very nice to meet you and thank you for coming on the show. Let me explain to you how I bike gifts or presents for people, all right? And this is the best way to handle, bar none, the, the, the problem...
3: He says, this is the best way to handle bar none. Handle bar. Okay, the The phrase handle bar is in that sentence. This is the best you know, way that I handle bar none. Now, I've seen other videos that Darren Brown has done. And so I've seen him do this before in other, in other um, situations that he's done. He's done this with a lot of different kinds of people. So again, you know, our egos tell us, oh, that wouldn't work on me because I'm somehow different. But you know what? it will work on you. Chances are it will. It will work on most people, most everybody. But it's interesting. So he uses that language, a lot of subliminal messaging there. Handle. Let me show you how I handle this. Bar none. Handle bar none. Handle bar. I'm also noticing a lot of red images in the room, which he's probably going to talk about in a moment because, of course, Simon Pegg thought he wanted a red bike. Okay, A lot of red colors in the room. So yeah, the colors in the room that you're in are going to influence you. Believe it or not, whether your the room you're in is hot or cold can influence your thinking, believe it or not. But let's just get back to this. And he's going to explain more.
4: You know what to settle for when you're going to buy gift.
3: Aha. <laughs> let's hear that one again.
4: And this is the best way to handle bar none, the, the, the problem of, you know, what to settle for when you're going to
3: what to saddle for, not settle for, saddle for, he says, instead of what to settle for. He uses the term, the word saddle, which sounds a lot like saddle.
4: Brilliant. Gifts for somebody that's a little bit difficult to buy for, all right? Now, what I do is rather than recycle the same sort of two tired bottles of wine or... And
3: I'm sure that you heard him say rather than recycle, <laughs> cycle, another bicycle term.
4: Now, what I do is rather than recycle the same sort of two tired bottles of wine or, or box of chocolates, which are no fun to receive, I go out and I buy anything, and then I make that person fall in love with it, all right? bike crea-
3: Bike creating a strong feeling of desire, okay? Honestly, a lot of this is just subliminal messaging, just the language he's using, bicycle language, using the terms like cycle and bike. And I'm guessing you also heard him say two tired bottles of wine. Two tired. <laughs> two tires. Amazing. Really quite amazing. Let's just hear that one more time.
4: ...bottles of wine or, or a box of chocolates, which are no fun to receive. I go out and I buy anything, and then I make that person fall in love with it, all right, by creating a strong feeling of desire for that object. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah?
3: Bike creating a strong feeling of desire. Of course, what we might have heard consciously is by creating, by creating a strong feeling, but subconsciously bike creating, bike creating, okay? Bike creating a strong feeling of desire. You see, my gosh, this is just so brilliant.
4: It works. They get all sort of pumped up. You know, they get that feeling of that.
3: They get all sort of pumped up. Again, you pump up the tires in your bike, Right.
4: You were describing, they beam excitement for it. Um, And, you know, it's a win-win thing because they get a present that they love and, you know, I get rid of some stuff.
3: Okay, so BMX was in that sentence, so let's hear that again.
4: Pumped up, you know, they get that feeling of that positivity you were describing, they beam excitement.
3: They beam excitement for it. They beam BMX. They beam BMX excitement for it so excitement has the letter x in it and you hear x in that you hear bmx in that sentence they beam excitement for it i mean it looks like it's all subliminal messages right here
4: for it um and you know it's a win-win thing because they get a present that they love and you know i get rid of some stuff out the back of my kitchen cupboard or whatever what i want you to really understand about this is that that feeling is so strong can be so extreme that it can replace
3: can be so extreme again the b and the x that can be so extreme so he's repeating a lot of these terms over and over again the cycle pumping like you pump up your your bike tires bmx bx
4: the memory of what they actually wanted so even though two days before they may have said I want X, whatever that is, you know, like a really nice
3: I want X
4: or like a BM or an Xbox or something like that Something
3: I like a BM or an Xbox, again, the BMX in that sentence
4: you wanted suddenly now, they think they always wanted what I got them, does that make sense? yeah, yeah. yeah. excellent, cool good, so you can have anything you like What's your dream present?
2: The bear man's buying
3: Okay. Now, there's another video of Darren Brown getting people to commit a bank heist. It's not a real bank heist. It's simulated, of course, for his TV show. So they're not really doing it, but they think... That they're doing it, so um, he's 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 done a lot of this um, manipulation of people, and I just I play this again just to show you how this is done. This kind of manipulation, I think that probably anybody who knows, well, maybe I shouldn't say anybody, but a lot of people who know how the human mind works and how psychology works and how people think could use these kinds of techniques. And the reality is people who work for mainstream media, people who can write really well, who can speak really well, people who have good communication skills, armed with techniques like these used by Darren Brown, could certainly go a long way in terms of manipulating people and I say this because I know there are, there are some, some folks I talk to who say they think that there's something even more sinister going on, that maybe people are being microchipped and controlled remotely, or maybe people are, are having uh, directed energy weapons pointed at them that are controlling them. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but I do know that there are people who used to be independent thinkers... And they used to be suspicious of big pharma and big tech and people like Bill Gates. And they used to be anti-war and they used to be skeptical of what the government tells them or what big business tycoons tell them or what people who belong to organizations like the World Economic Forum, which is fueled by big business, big business interests, I know that people who used to be critical of those types of organizations and groups and individuals are now suddenly just doing what they're told. Suddenly they're pro-authority and pro-authoritarian and pro-totalitarian. It's very, very strange. But when you look at what people like Darren Brown are able to do, and how good they are at manipulating other people, you can see that we don't need nanochips or microchips. We don't need directed energy weapons. We don't need any of this great technology. We just need people who know how to persuade other people, who have an understanding of how the human mind works. And we need a naive population, an egotistical population that thinks, I can't be manipulated. And, um... Yeah, the more you think that about yourself, the more likely you are to be manipulated, my friend, because you're not going to take the precautions of staying away from the propaganda, keeping yourself from the propaganda. So anyway, I hope you find this episode to be helpful. And I urge you to look up Darren Brown and watch more of his videos and see more of of his work to get an idea of how easily he's able to, to pull this off. I think it's quite amazing. I will say also that it reminds me of the prison experiment conducted at Stanford somewhere around 1970 by Dr. Philip Zimbardo. I make the comparison because the result of that experiment was to show that when people are in a certain environment put in a certain environment, that their personality can change or that they can be made to do things that they normally would not do. And that experiment, the prison experiment, was very controversial. I've met people who've tried to tell me that it never happened. They don't even want to believe that it happened because it's a controversial idea apparently to say that we as individuals don't have complete control over what we do. And some people really just don't want to believe that and I understand it's a hard thing to to accept in our rugged individualist society where we're told it's just all about you the individual the heck with everybody else you know but the reality is no one lives in a vacuum no one lives on an island we are influenced by each other and again if you if you look at more of Darren Brown's videos you'll see, how when he put people in certain situations and used certain language um, and had certain things placed in the environment, how all these things influenced people. In any case, I think it's fascinating, really, really fascinating, and it's food for thought. and, And if we can have an understanding of how people are manipulated, how people are coerced, and convinced to do things that they normally wouldn't do. Perhaps that will give us a clue as to how we can somehow deprogram people or or try to, to get people to start thinking critically again. I certainly don't know all the answers, but I am trying to find them. Remember this show is non-partisan. We believe all politicians are guilty. <laughs> basically so we try to find the truth and we try to talk about things that other people are not talking about so that uh, we present something new when, whenever we do present a podcast. So if you'd like to support this show, please do share it with others, tell others about it, consider possibly buying any merchandise that we might have for sale, and until next time, occupy your mind. Think for yourself, think independently Have the courage To think your own thoughts Whoops Looks like we've run out of time So what do you think? Is wearing a cloth over your nose And running away in fear from other people Keeping you safe? Do you want your human body to be genetically modified And become a human GMO? Should other people be forced to have their bodies genetically modified? Were you a huge fan of the Nazis and happy they'd return to wreak further havoc on the entire world? Do you think Bill Gates should take the place of God or your higher power? Let us know. Until next time, occupy yourself, occupy your mind. Stay human. Stay independent and stay free. Not the Sanitary Napkin Company. I mean, stay free as in remain free. Oh, never mind.